0: He was like, I'm doing a podcast. Do you want to be on it? <laughs> That's
1: because You're of- telling me that you didn't listen to that episode until <laughs> today?
0: That's true. It was the first time I knew this podcast existed. And oh, I'm, wow. I'm delighted. My world is so much nicer because of-
1: I, I, I believe that. Did, did you had- honestly listen to
2: the full episode? Because I'm pretty sure you might be the only one who's listened to the full thing.
0: I, have, I did. I listened to the whole... Well, I listened to the Ooh. first... Couple minutes of the last episode, but the whole episode known as Gra- Grandma's Virginity. Did I get that right? Yeah, yep.
3: you got it. Yep. Yep.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> All right. Oh, I don't know if you there have a nice. Every time I spill it, it gets splattered on my face, and every time it's worth it. Allie,
4: what did you uh, think of the Grandma's Virginity podcast review podcast?
0: Well, I have been brought on as an. As a witness for the defense, I feel.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the only thing she's here to talk about, Jeff.
2: (laughs) Skipping right to it.
0: I thought it was a great episode. I thought it was fun to, I don't know, hear my friends on a podcast. I don't listen to podcasts very much. I don't actually like listening to people I don't know talk about stuff.
4: Really? I would have pegged you as a big podcast person.
0: Not at all. You- I think I'm, I'm not a very audio person. Hmm. Just what media what, with, media? what media do you, you do you
1: intake then? Wait, cool. Jeff. Should we do our famous segment? What are you listening to?
4: Let's do our famous what are you segment to? right now, Alec. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so well, what do you do? What content do you in- intake if you don't intake podcasts? Because clearly that's all there is in our world, apparently. <laughs>
0: I'm a I'm a book reader. I'm a huge book. Oh,
1: reader. yeah. So she sits there in silence like a
2: maniac.
3: Is
0: what, you're <laughs> like. <laughs> what kind of sociopath
3: just sit quietly right day? now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: Allie is yeah. what I would say a, a fantasy connoisseur. Wow. Yeah. You do a lot of fantasy reading. You're a big D and D person. You watch a lot of Critical Role. You like, I don't know. You do it all.
0: That's that's my jam. Yeah, yeah. With some with some forays into science fiction. A little bit of regular fiction that isn't fantasy, good dose of mystery. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. What what book would you recommend right now to someone who doesn't particularly read books but consumes audiobooks, <laughs> aka me. <laughs> like if I like I always think like it'd be better for me at night to read before I go to bed. So I'm trying to like that's like a change in my life I'm I I want to make but have not have made very little effort to do. Oh. So what's a great book to read before bed that you would recommend? I don't, I have a bunch of business books I read before bed. Those knock me out, but I kind of want to actually like what I'm reading.
0: Yeah. No, I would recommend John Scalzi as an author, knowing nothing about you or your tastes, other than that you don't like Harry Potter.
3: <laughs> so- <laughs> good. All right. So that's good. I mean, that's the only taste
0: you need to know. This is an uneducated just- reference, but <laughs> I don't know. John Scalzi great. And... Sort of dialogue heavy so i feel like if you really like listening to audiobooks maybe you want something that like moves fast
1: yeah that's a great recommendation cool. okay mm-hmm. there you go to all of our devoted listeners and me john Scalzi.
0: yes his works
1: his works plural yes. is he alive i always feel weird reading dead authors i know that sounds stupid but I'm like what if I really like this and I can't read more? Oh my gosh. Uh, oh. <laughs> Never yeah. my mind. Is it
2: better at reading live authors who just don't put out new content? <laughs> is oh, that what a, you want? Great question. Great
1: question. I don't know.
0: George Martin, Patrick Rothfuss. What are you doing? Yeah, Get seriously. I just
3: Did,
1: don't think I just don't think George R. R. Martin is I think he's just like, you know what? The book is exactly spelled out how <laughs> the episodes went. I'm just not going to release it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: did you
0: see there's a a test
2: case
4: there's a release date for patrick Ross's uh third book august
0: there is not there is
4: amazon has stated it so
2: 2027
4: yeah that would be so funny (laughs) (laughs) no they say it's like stone of dogs or something yeah 2020 august
0: wow it's been so long i can't believe it
4: are you gonna go back and reread them (laughs) what is your (laughs) opinion of those books
0: Oh yeah, I don't actually like those books. I, I probably so. will read it though. Okay. Just to see what happens. Yeah. But do you think he really he really will end it? Or is this he came out with another book and now there's going to be a fourth book, so he's oh just gonna God. continue to
2: That'd be
3: a trilogy.
2: Just kidding.
4: If it was like two hundred pages and it's just like a little uh <laughs> little medium into
2: the next book. <laughs> the first chapter. Mm-hmm.
0: He kind of did that. He came out with that little book. um,
2: Oh, that's right.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, You read that that, Hayden. The slow regard of silent things or something such. Yes. I've got a good, good question. Uh, What do you feel about Andrew telling people he's read books when he's just listened to them? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i, like I told ellie's, you i
1: stopped doing that ellie's like our book expert <laughs> correspondent well i just said what like, i sound like okay let me let me preface this in case you didn't listen to this part of the podcast i think this was last week wasn't it yeah i, I, I so. like in, yeah. In like okay so a lot of the books i listened to Uh, were business books and so i'd be talking about them in professional settings and i didn't want people to think i was a moron for listening to them (laughs) instead of reading them so people would be like oh yeah did you read the intelligent investor blah 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 equity and stocks you know and i'm like yeah yeah i read that book but i listened to it you know just i would say i read it because i was too self-conscious to say that (laughs) i listened to it this is like this is early audiobook era too let me phase that in I just don't I just like I was like, oh these people think I, I'm illiterate or something, even though I, I work at a bank.
0: I I don't find anything wrong with that. If you listen to the book or if you read the book, the point is the information or the story or, or whatever's in the book. If you watched a movie adaptation, that would be a different story.
1: <laughs> yeah, that'd be weird.
2: <laughs> Another level path.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes. You're it's telling like, me that Harry Potter fans who say, "Oh yeah, I've read the books," but all they've done is watch the movies. You would you would chastise them?
0: I I would say that was inaccurate. You have not read the books.
2: <laughs> what about a live action play? Oh.
0: <laughs> is it is it is the script exactly the book?
1: Well, yeah. Is it like reading Shakespeare? Or is it like uh? That's a good question. And I would argue that if you saw a Shakespeare play, you essentially read Shakespeare, except you probably weren't paying attention for half of it because less watching a Shakespeare play is like grueling at best. I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't oh, Jeff, wow. and Hey, we, we went to the same middle school, right? Right. Weber. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We went yeah. to the same middle school Weber. Yeah. And high school. Okay. Do you remember when they made us go see the Tempest? Do you remember that shit? Yeah. That's a great play. I don't remember yeah. that. Okay.
4: <laughs>
3: let me let me
1: tell you what happened at this play all right first of all when you go to a theater thing what are they called event organization a theater when you a go to theater. see live theater okay yeah yeah you go to the. You, th- okay you go to the theater you sit down you <laughs> want to see, see... Often. Oh, right. i don't say go to the theater that often obviously uh but you see okay you sit down you're expecting i'm gonna see some costumes i'm gonna see some i'm gonna see some sets I'm going to see some shit, right? I'm not, I'm not just there to listen. I'm going to see some shit. Like I'm going to be visually and earfully stimulated. Yeah. I guess it'd be audi- audibly stimulated. Okay. These motherfuckers had the audacity to pack the Lincoln center in Fort Collins, which looks when you're a kid looks like it houses like 50,000 people, but I think it houses like 500
3: <laughs>
1: packed full of middle school students. And those assholes got up there. They're not bad people. But the fact that they thought, oh, we're gonna have people, the people are gonna love this shit. They went up there in street clothes, no set, and they sat in chairs on the stage until it was their time to stand up and do their lines. So you had no context of what was going on. They literally read Shakespeare to us. Do you guys not remember this? No. I was heated. They just did a screen reading. They didn't actually do the play. I pretty much, yeah, they like acted it, you know, but there was no like there was no visual. Visual like you couldn't visualize anything because it's just a bunch of people in street clothes reading Shakespeare to you on stage. I think I, I can think totally Weber... see
2: them being like middle schoolers. We're not going to try it all. Not <laughs> <anymore>. Yeah, why
1: <laughs> would it not- OK, but the 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 cherry on top of this shit sandwich was they're like like they I don't know why they opened it up to questions, but they opened it up to questions. And it was not just Weber Middle School. A ton of other middle schools were there, like all the Fort Collins Middle Schools were there. And they're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. what's like, what's, what do you guys think? Like, you know, tell us what you think, blah, blah. And like, some kid's like, yeah, what was it about? (laughs) (laughs) And the whole auditorium just erupts in laughter. (laughs) I mean, and like, so they like started like backpedaling. They're like, oh, well we thought, you know, it might be easier to, you know, interpret what was going on without a set and costumes and stuff. It's just, you know, just so you didn't lose the words. And we are like, no, wrong again. The
4: words part
1: of the picture (laughs) To this day, I don't know what happens in The Tempest. I don't know what that story is about. But I do remember that kid asking, what was it about? And the actors actually not having a good answer, too, which was odd. So that was fun. I can't believe you guys don't remember this. I where the entire school had to go. <laughs> Andrew, let me, let me <laughs> tell you what I think happened.
4: I think Weber was like, man, we want to take these kids to see a play. And then they were like, hey, how much would that cost? And they're like, this much money. And they're like, what if you just read it to us and they were like ah oh, cheapest <laughs> dirt and like alright take them in like that doesn't yeah that doesn't sound like a uh, reasonable play to compare oh, to I
0: feel like you were robbed of an early potentially positive Shakespeare experience Yeah, what so if this sad. is a
4: defining moment for Andrew
1: yeah I can't help but agree and you know what's funny is I went to New York City in my adulthood I don't know how remember how old I was but I was there a few years ago and we saw Shakespeare in the park and that was great <laughs> and oh, they wow. too did not yeah. have a lot going on, but it was really good because they like actually put work into it, which was a funny correlation between, you know, a positive experience versus a negative. So I do, I did see some good Shakespeare in my life, but I I don't even, I don't even remember what play they were doing. We showed up late. That's not the point. But it was really good. Anyway, so back to what are you listening to? Yeah, <laughs> what we a wonderful 10 awesome tangents we went on. <laughs> yeah, what 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 are you listening to, Andrew? What am I listening to? Okay, so I what got back into consuming? If you want to talk about unsophisticated behavior, which is apparently what I exemplify, I I've been listening to, uh, pardon my take again. Nice. I really like pardon my take because sports are kind of coming. So there's a lot of sports news going on right now, and it's fun to listen to pardon my take. And for those who haven't listened to it, it's a barstool sports uh, podcast about just sports, mostly football during football season, but whatever. So they uh, they they've been fun to listen to again because sports are back, baby, or so coming <laughs> back hopefully. Fingers crossed kind of situation. So I've been listening to part of my take. I would recommend it to people who like sports and no one else. Because if you don't like sports, you're going to think it's really just plainly moronic at best. (laughs) And Allie's shaking her head, agreeing. (laughs) As if she has heard this podcast many times.
0: (laughs) No, no. My mom listens to a football podcast and tries to tell me about it. And it's so, so horrible. I have to stop her every time. I'm like, I do not care. (laughs) I don't know who any of these people are. I don't understand the basis for this entire operation.
4: It's pretty hard when you don't know who they're talking about. Like when I listen to it, I I know probably 10%, but I, that 10%, it's interesting. The rest of them, like, those are names that are names. (laughs)
0: That's That's true. true. It's
1: hard in a audio sense, for sure.
0: Sports were coming back. That's positive.
1: so it's like, I should they're kind of coming back. Like people have plans in place, which give sports fans, you know, hope that is much, much too high. Because realistically, <laughs> uh-huh. I do not think we're going to give any sports back until next year. But uh, I don't know if you guys watch uh, last week tonight with John Oliver. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Okay. So oh. yeah, they, they're they sponsoring. They had a whole episode about sports recently and they're sponsoring this youtube channel called like i forgot it's called like jebels uh marble league or something like that oh yeah it's just marble racing and they're yeah. they're now they're their key sponsor for their entire season so they have a whole season of marble league sponsored by last week tonight it's brilliant honestly but have you watched the marble racing oh yeah i have oh yeah you haven't watched the marble racing i have not you know you you it you, it got shot in my recommended at one point God knows why, because I look at weird shit on YouTube. Apparently <laughs> they're like, this guy likes ASMR and sports marble league. Uh, and uh, it's, it's entertaining. It's like shockingly entertaining. You're like, okay, I'm just going to click on this and like, you know, be like, okay, no way I'm going to watch the full 20 minutes. Are you kidding me? And then suddenly it's 20 minutes later. You're like, Oh God. Okay. I guess I'll watch one more. And then there's all it's, 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 it's addicting. If that's, that's, you know, that's the internet for you. Yeah. Suddenly addicted to random shit. This is fair. But enough about me, Jeff and Hayden. You tell us now what you're listening to. Hayden, what you got? <laughs> I have listened to
2: all the podcasts I enjoy, and then I went into all the podcasts that make me really sad. I've been listening to a lot of Radiolab and a lot of uh, Econ podcasts, which are oh all about COVID, and it's entirely <laughs> depressing. And uh, I, I really regret like the last... I don't know how many hours of content I've partaken in.
1: Yeah. The serious yeah. podcasts out of the wheelhouse right now. Can't do it. Yeah. They're so
2: bad. I don't know how they all decided that we should make several things about the topic that everyone's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would, I would, I would like all of them to go in the other direction.
4: Yeah. I, it's funny that you say that. I, I totally agree. I've been so, there's so many podcasts I usually listen to that. I just haven't touched. Like, the other week, I was like, I yeah. could use a, I could use a good Freakonomics right now, and the top three Freakonomics episodes were about, you know, distance away from people and how that affects how we behave and budgeting during COVID, and I just need podcasts that have nothing to do with that. So, week three in a row, just pure Doughboys all the time. I couldn't even tell you which Doughboys I've been listening to this week. I think there was one about Steak and Shake, which I've never even been to a Steak and Shake, but... It, it's so good. Doughboys.
1: Yeah. Best podcast. If be, Doughboys becomes a podcast where you're like, I don't even care that I've never been to this restaurant. I don't. <laughs> I will feel like I've been there after this episode. Yeah. Allie, have you heard Doughboys before? No. Did you I listen haven't. to our Doughboys episode?
0: No. I That's
1: didn't. fine. No, I don't That's think fine. you did.
0: Not yet, I should say.
1: Oh, ah, yeah. great answer.
2: Yeah. You should really lay down like five hours to get through our, all of our episodes before you come on. <laughs> I feel a little insulted you didn't, but you know. <laughs>
0: I only was invited this morning. It's I true. didn't even know.
2: Farther than five hours ago.
0: Well, on a work day. Come on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ella, didn't you go on a run while
4: listening to our podcast?
0: I did. A very short one because it was hot outside. It was very
4: hot, yeah. Um, I feel like that's the best time to consume a podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative of that.
0: It was good. I feel like I run slower when I when I try and listen to something that isn't just upbeat music. All hmm there's a correlation there tempo all
4: right guys take that note we got to talk more upbeat for the runners out there listening to our podcast while we're while we're doing this
2: we we need a metronome so we can talk at a certain beats per minute so you can match to a pace (laughs) (laughs)
1: let's we'll do we should have a new segment where we put on 90s retro wave and just yell at each other about what we're listening to (laughs) that'll get people juiced yes uh, i'm very inter- okay no one else we're, are we not actually gonna do that that's fine that's fine that's <laughs> editing work i get that all right go on
2: and andrew's got a just new podcast is edit start over 90s retro wave over this entire segment <laughs> just in the background <laughs> it
1: would be so off-putting
3: <laughs> you know we talk about alienating
1: our audience that's a great way to further alienate them
4: oh yeah well, let's, let's really get into the best part of what this episode is going to be. I'm already very prepared to just not talk about quick questions and just talk about Harry Potter for however long <laughs> Allie will sit here and talk to Harry Potter with us. but
0: An indefinite period of time, Jeff, yeah. as long as you want. I Allie has so many
2: questions.
4: You. I feel like we owe you the uh, benefit cool. of just starting out and just telling us everything that we've got wrong about Harry Potter and everything that we miss represented and uh bring back our fan base that we lost. All all two of them.
0: Oh man. And then two we'll tear them. it down. <laughs> um I did make notes. Oh on- I was gonna ask if you prepared
1: notes. <laughs> uh, she's a scientist. Like, oh my shit, gosh, that's a-, that's a lot of notes.
0: guys you have a lot of things to say which were very inaccurate so i don't
4: (laughs) that's fair i listened back just to prepare myself and i was like oh god i know this is wrong
1: (laughs) i listened back i was like you know i'm wrong but i feel like i'm right so you know just double down (laughs) oh but you you heard us backpedal very harshly right i mean we really hit the brakes and slammed it into reverse at the end there (laughs) You
0: you did that's true um i I wanted to start off by saying, like, I know I'm, I'm Jeff's friend, who's really into Harry Potter, but I have no other affiliation with Harry Potter. And <laughs> I know that a lot of people actually have, like, good critiques of it. And I don't want to um, undermine that in any way. So what I'm going to say, are just my opinions about why I think Harry Potter is really awesome. And my qualifications are having read the books many, many times for all of the books and also watched the movies many times and liking it a lot.
1: So I like how your intro argument is that none of us are educated, essentially. (laughs) 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 To be fair, I never finished or the movies and I have a very stagnant and harsh stance on Harry Potter.
0: So some of us are educated, is
3: what you're saying. <laughs> I guess,
0: oh yes. <laughs> yes, I guess I just wanted to say that, especially because J.K. Rowling herself has um, has alienated like members of the queer community and um, different people for her portrayals of sexuality as well as race in the books. Oh, really? And there's, there's portrayals
1: valid- of race and, sexual- and sexuality. Okay, get into this. I have to understand this. Go.
0: Yeah, okay, well, this is the, what I'm not an expert on, I guess. Oh, I see. But, um, but she has, for instance, she, she doesn't have any characters who are outwardly queer in any of the books. She has gone back publicly to state that some character, that like Albus Dumbledore is gay, but oh, it wasn't man. in any of her stories. And some characters like um, Tonks, Nymphadora Tonks, who are presented as who are presented in ways that would make you think that they were maybe queer are then like shoved into a heterosexual relationship by the end of the books. Um, That plus she's had some like public uh, transphobic tweets Hmm. that have really, really been very distressing.
1: Interesting. Um, Yeah. I also didn't know that that was, uh, you know, I guess maybe in modern times and I'm not trying to be like woke or anything, but I didn't know that that was necessarily a necessity to portray her story accurately i agree like because were, were the books like and also weren't they supposed to be like young teenagers isn't that when you're first figuring out that stuff maybe that's why people are like that should be in the book people are figuring that stuff out it's part of their character development i guess okay i could see the arguments on both sides
0: yeah i would say like by 20 2007 i think was when the last book came out hmm. and that had a big section of that book was Harry finding things out about Dumbledore after Dumbledore had passed away. And this like expose that was written about Dumbledore, the life of Albus Dumbledore. Um, And he's reading it and sort of part of the plot is him like realizing all these things he didn't know about, you know, his hero. And so JK Rowling could very easily at that point have explicitly said that Dumbledore was gay was in a relationship with Grindelwald you know that that was the reason that he'd never married a woman or had children um and she did not
4: uh, okay mm. but then she said yeah. it like years later in a tweet right and that's where it gets a little strange
0: exactly okay. exactly That's fair. Like.
1: And, and that the, all the memes around that time make a lot more sense to me where people would just like like it was clearly edited but people would post tweets like, "So is this character gay?" and they they would fake a J.K. Rowling reply, and be like, "Yep, gay and trans." Like it was, <laughs> it, was it was all over the yeah. internet, yeah. where like every character suddenly became gay. So that makes a lot more sense to me. I was like, "Why are people doing this? This is so weird," and that makes way more sense now. So Excellent. got it.
0: Cool. Yeah. Wow, we're all so see this in other so books.
3: we have learned a lot Tolkien
1: Tolkien reach back out and be like,
2: "Legolas <laughs> gay the whole time, yeah. <laughs> the whole time." <laughs> <laughs> You didn't know. You didn't pick up on that? No, yeah, it would be time. Sam.
4: It would be Sam for sure. Sam uh-huh. for Frodo. That's how it. Well, no, Sam had a wonderful girl. Wait, never mind. I take it all back. Frodo,
0: <laughs> Frodo and Sam. Sam could be bi, you know. Oh, that's a good point. That's, that's true.
1: And that could have been easily worked in. Oh, anyway, okay. So there's some critiques of J.K. Rowling.
0: Yes. Yes. But um, I'm not an expert in that. I am an expert in how much I personally love the the books and the movies okay and i wanted to go through some of your critiques from your earlier episode so there were a couple of things that really stood out to me maybe three three big things one you talked about uh nothing like really emotional happening the way in game of thrones uh spoiler alert (laughs) ned stark's early death was like a really big emotional thing and um you said nothing like that happens in Harry Potter. Uh, you said there were no characters you really hated, the way you hate like Joffrey. You know, you could just really, really hate. Um, you also compared it to uh, reality TV. I'm not going to touch that. One. <laughs> no,
3: that's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was a really that's, loose. No,
1: yeah, and no, I, I think I think on. that one got reeled in pretty quickly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. And then and then the last maybe bigger critique was this like um you mentioned love overcoming things and not understanding that and it's seeming very wishy-washy and not uh not like good world building
4: can I boil the first three into one critique yeah i I think what we were really going for is that Harry Potter is is very black and white there's the good people there's the evil people it doesn't have like the Game of Thrones or the Star Wars or, I mean, there are conflicting characters that jump back and forth between the lines and are like deciding between them. It was like everybody's like on this side or on that side.
0: Oh, I would say totally the opposite. All right, awesome. I would awesome. say Peter Potter has a lot of very nuanced characters who have both good and bad components. And those other things that you mentioned, I mean, I don't know. <laughs>
4: no. Okay, all right.
0: <laughs> to go through these points maybe briefly and then i'll talk about the things that i love and then and you can chime in as you want with your thoughts
4: that's or, a dangerous thing so, to say
1: ellie <laughs> <laughs> you may never I don't, think
0: I, could, I don't think i could stop you though so it's it doesn't cost me anything to say it.
1: that's true there's no raise right. hand feature in this uh, google meet it appears yeah. so
0: there's not <laughs> in harry potter the um the sequence of books they start out okay and i guess i should say I grew up so that I was approximately the same age as Harry as each of these books were coming out. And I think all of us kind of did, but like I was 17 when the seventh book came out. Hmm. And I'm the same age as all the actors who play the characters in the movies. So it really felt like at least the first time I was experiencing all of these books, it was this natural development. And the first, the first books were, I think, in some ways aimed more at like little kids and then as the books went along they sort of got more and more adult and the I would say the heroes the villains and this the problem being wrestled with got like more complicated hmm. as they went along um so in terms of like Ned Stark being killed off very on in Game of Thrones very shocking the first real character who dies who you're like emotionally destroyed by is Cedric Diggory and that's not until book four so it starts off a little it starts off like a little bit more black and white because Harry is a kid and he doesn't really know any better and like the bad guys are you have you have this you're setting up this big story with a good guy Harry and a bad guy Voldemort who are very black and white mm-hmm but then I think around them, you have a lot of much more nuanced characters. So you have like the childhood rival, Draco Malfoy, who he starts off with,
3: mm-hmm. who
0: is like oh just, you know, petty, bratty, spoiled kid who you love to hate. But then who's like dealing with his own shit later on in the books. And then who by the very end, Harry's like sort of forgiven and come to terms with. Like there's this wonderful arc there.
4: Okay, so you like hate him, but you also feel bad for him at the same time?
0: It's- well, yes. At first you'd really just hate him. Just good old fashioned. Mm-hmm. Like, what a brat. Oh is, man. is
1: Be- that <clears throat> the character you have fun hating? Or not have fun hating, but like truly emotionally like like I so my critique, I was the one who said, I don't there's no character who I'm like oh my god, I am emotionally, genuinely angry right now. Is that the character that makes people feel like that? Because when I read about him, I was like, hey, he's just a punk kid. Like, these are bunch just kids. Like, they're just
3: being idiots. Oh, yeah. They're kids.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't think yeah. Jane is that character. I think, uh, for me, Dolores Umbridge was that character. So she doesn't appear yeah. until the fifth book. But the thing I really like about the characters that I hate in Harry Potter is that they're like, more realistic shitty people. Like they're not necessarily going around murdering anyone or like doing any of the just sort of horrendous things that they do in Game of Thrones, but they're like realistically shitty. So Umbridge, oh my God. She was the (laughs) person with power who was so self-righteous about it. Who was just like, oh, I'm doing all of this for your own good who like made up rules and who had complete authority to carry them out and to make Harry's life miserable. And the whole time would just tell him like, Oh, but this is for your own good, which is something as a kid, you hear all the time, like with Hmm. increasing aggravation and frustration as you're growing up. So when she, you know, sort of escalated things from like, Oh, I'm giving Harry detention. Oh, I'm going to like, physically torture him in detention. And then like, oh, I'm gonna take away things he loves, like being on the Quidditch team. And the whole time just being like, I'm right and you're wrong and you'll thank me for this one day. And you're just like, no, no woman, I'm gonna murder you. Oh my God. Like, oh, hated her so, so much. My friends and I would like compare our real life teachers on a scale of like how much umbrage they were. <laughs> <laughs> how much we hated them because we encountered like some uh, the same sort of feeling a lot i think in, in like the 14 15 year old range
1: i'm she- starting to put some pieces together here and it sounds like some of the reason why harry potter is so great for people is because it, it, there's that level of relatability that you could like you know you could vicariously live through your favorite wizards in that world which is why like people had emotional breakdowns when they realized they weren't getting their invitation to Hogwarts and stuff.
0: Oh gosh. Yes, yes. That was actually my first point on the things that I love about the book is it wasn't this whole other made up world that's like you know the way Middle Earth is or Star Wars or something where it's completely different. The whole idea of the books is this is this is our world. There's just wizards secretly living in it. And you're introduced to this world through someone who's been a muggle for the first 11 years of his life, who like doesn't know anything about magic and then finds this whole other, you know, magical place here among us. And that was really, that was really cool. I 100% waited for my letter to arrive this summer. (laughs) (laughs) you know my parents are like deciding which middle school i should go to i'm like does it really matter though because there's a letter from hogwarts coming (laughs) i
1: i remember uh hearing a few people actually have like emotional breakdowns when they're like oh my god like i like this is just life like i just go to middle school like i don't oh no
3: like (laughs) i'm a muggle
1: yeah it's it's uh it, it i mean i mean that's like i guess that's part of his popularity is like being able to be so entrenched in that world that you wanted it to be real to the degree of uh not you particularly i'm speaking in the contents of harry potter hardcore fans oh, yeah. what are harry potter fans called you know like <laughs> grateful dead fans are called deadheads what do you call them potheads <laughs> <Potter-ized>. <laughs> and it, yeah that was a nice swish for the dad joke <laughs> that was there really good
0: i think i think you assume everybody is a, a harry potter fan and those who are not you just sort of dismissively call muggles uh
4: there
1: are
4: yeah a I, there I remember
1: are getting i remember getting shit on a little bit for that and i talked about like how i would like not get bullied Bullying is totally the wrong word but people would be like you don't <laughs> like harry potter well how are you even supposed to talk to us i'm like there's so much more to talk about than harry potter but I went to a movie theater one time and one of the new movies was coming out at midnight and, you know, people, like, cosplay to the, to the uh, movie theater. Yes. And I was, I was 16 and able to drive and I was in the car with one of my friends. We were going to go... So I don't even remember what movie it was. It didn't matter. Um, we were going and these kids were on broomsticks and dressed up as wizards and stuff and they were, like, running around the parking lot in their cosplays and, like, throwing a snitch at each other. I don't know. And... uh And I like, I was like, okay, this is cool and fun. And I'm happy you guys are having fun, but I have to park. And you're literally blocking the entire parking lot. I can't move my car. And so I honked at them. And one of them threw the snitch at my car and called me a muggle. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, why are you being so mean to me? I'm just trying to park. You guys are literally, you don't own the world. Like it it was so, maybe I have PTSD and not in the literal sense, but just like, little bit of angst towards harry potter fans who threw stuff at my 2000 honda accord that i very much valued as a 16 year old oh yeah in conclusion i I didn't know muggle was a serious insult unless other harry potter fans were using it i love the idea of fantasy fans
2: like just ganging up and punishing and (laughs) (laughs) yeah just running around
1: I play, I play, I play They're just like,
2: bullying normal people.
1: Can you imagine them like pulling me out of my car and like kicking the shit out of me or something? With little <laughs> sticks muggle, or wands? beating me like, yeah, with their broomsticks yeah. just pounding. You don't me. even know magic. No, I don't think they had the capacity to do that, but they were very mad that I was blaring my horn at them to move. I could have probably just been like, hey, guys, can you move? But I was like a teenager, so I was like, horn time. Horn and, time. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say I'm not at fault here. I, I just, <laughs> uh, you know. Well, I, I do. I, I, I will admit, as a teenager, I, I did a lot of things that were purely emotional, much like those teenagers. In conclusion, this is a long tangent as usual. I don't like being called a muggle even though I didn't read the books. I'll put fair. it that way. It's an that's ugly fair. word. It's an ugly word. That is a great swear word. Have you guys ever tried to make up swear words? Okay, I'm not going on this tangent. Oh my god. No.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that
1: was it, but J.K. Rowling did a great job making up a derogatory term yeah
0: she did it was really great
1: i also i I
0: also really sympathize with you know growing up not just not liking something that everybody else liked and not under and it being really frustrating to be like i want to like this thing like i just don't get it and and to have that be such a huge thing like harry potter must be i can see where there would be resentment and
2: such a huge thing you know monumental like harry potter something all-encompassing of life
1: (laughs) i don't think i'm resentful but i like you're really you do help me paint the picture a little bit better of like how the like how deeply you could like see yourself in that universe especially at that age and we were talking about it on the podcast the one where we actually talked about this the like how come harry potter was so successful like was was there great timing and i said it was because it came out during the dot-com crash that apparently isn't true um it's, uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's clearly just because of like, uh, how big our, I, like, I didn't think about this, but how big our generation is. Cause it was like, it was a book for millennials. Like we said, it kind of like it defined the millennial generation in a way. Right. Oh, yeah. And so there's so many millennials that were like, oh my God, like growing up with this book being plus minus two years of your existence. Being able to be that entrenched into that idea and story and relatability, it makes a lot more sense now. Maybe I was just, just such a contrarian, I could never be like, this isn't me. What well, do you, Ellie,
3: what do you let talk me, about?
1: Let me paint paint a nice picture for you. Uh, Hayden,
4: Andrew, and I were great friends in middle school. And every day we stood outside and we played Hacky Sack and we talked about Magic the Gathering. And that was life. <laughs> like, that was all my life resolved <laughs> yeah. around and. I think we were just a different form of nerd. I think we are all three are still a different form of nerd, but yeah, maybe Harry (laughs) Potter just didn't
1: fall into our, our nerd circle as much. Yeah. You know what was interesting is Harry Potter was the first time I witnessed it being cool to be super nerdy about something. Yeah. It was super cool to love Harry Potter and it was very nerdy to love Harry Potter. And that was like the beginning of that, like, Oh, like yeah, I'm a nerd, but I'm a cool nerd. Not that's that's like a really horrible stereotype that I'm exuding, but
0: no, but uh, yeah, it was cool to be to really like like things and be really into something sort of offbeat. It wasn't it wasn't a bad thing anymore. It was like a good thing socially.
1: Yeah, and it, was it was a bo- it was a bonding tool as well for sure. It was something to talk about, which was super crucial for I don't know making friends. I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, I. <laughs> I was one of the people who dressed up and went to all of the midnight book releases, movie releases, and never got any social flack for that particular Wait,
2: they had midnight book releases?
0: Oh, hell yes. Really? Did Jeff, you
2: stay up all night and read it? You, I was going to say, when do you start reading? Like the yeah. next day? Or do you just dig right in?
0: You Yeah, you tell your parents, thank you so much for driving me to Borders. I'm going to sleep now. And then you get out your flashlight. You read until... I read pretty fast. So usually just that night. And then the next morning you're like, Hey mom, do you want to read the book first? And she goes, God oh damn it, God. you already read it, didn't you?
1: Like, <laughs> you, read you
0: can it read in it in a
1: night? That's unbelievable. Oh my God.
2: This is like uh you know how you can take learn to read really fast by looking at a single point and it flashes the words in front of your eyes? Yeah. That that's what this makes me feel like. I I, I can't believe you read the whole thing in one night.
1: Like, which books, though? Like, the first one was kind of short, but you probably weren't at the midnight release for that one. But the Not, last one was a thick boy. I mean, it was a It was a chonker. It was a that's chonker. true.
0: Um, yeah. No, the, I didn't even know about Harry Potter until the second book came out, I think. It, it wasn't immediately apparent that it was going to be such a huge success. And then I don't think I went to a, a midnight release of anything until the fifth book, which was also when the first movie came out. And I think that's when it really took off. That was like 2001 or 2000.
1: Yeah, I remember I remember the spur of, of fans increasing with the first, like the first movie came out and people were like, oh, oh my God. And then they went and read all the books and that like just blew the fandom out of the water. I think a lot, I think like that, like Game of Thrones, that was the same thing. I think if you really liked, uh, you know, fiction, you knew about Game of Thrones, you probably had read one or two of the books or all the books. But until this show came out, people were like, What is Game of Thrones? Mm-hmm. Like, I have literally never heard of this. And you could totally argue, you could make all the same arguments to a, a degree about Game of Thrones fandom that you can make about Harry Potter fandom that I made, like, oh, like it's it sucked not being like able to talk about it because it wasn't <laughs> I wasn't cool because I didn't like it. But people could totally do the same thing about Game of Thrones and be like, I don't like Game of Thrones, everyone's always talking about Game of Thrones, it's so stupid. And like I see those people online, I'm like, shut up and watch mm-hmm. the shows. Okay, they're good. And I'm sure people had the same feeling towards me about Harry Potter at the time. <laughs> can,
0: just can... Everyone's just really passionate about the things they like.
1: Ah, uh, yes. I, I believe my quote <laughs> was, I, I, I want people to be enjoy things as long as I enjoy them or something like that. <laughs> yes. yes.
0: <laughs> okay, well, I, I have more of... things that I love about Harry Potter oh, that cool. I wish yeah. to start.
4: Let's, let's hear continue. And then I want to ask you some more pointed Harry Potter critiques that I want you yes. got one answer two. all right excellent
0: okay. okay well we'll get to this so number one reason the relatableness that we've been talking about so and not yeah not not just the fact that it was you know supposed to be sort of part of this world but also most of the story is more relatable than fantasy stories like most of the story Harry's going to school and he's trying to make friends and he has, like, teachers and homework and relatable stuff. He's not, you know, he's not, like, like a DD d character out on this quest, like, constantly just sort of encountering, uh, you know, adventures and bars and things. Is like, as a kid, his daily life sort of looked like yours, except with magic. And also a nice story arc that made him, you know, the potential savior of the world. So it was really, it was, like, real life plus a bunch of awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah. That was cool.
4: And he had, like, struggles with it. He's not, like, Quoth from um, Patrick Rothfuss' book, who was just, like, amazing at everything, straight, straight A pluses, skipping grades and stuff. He was, like, actually struggling yeah. with school. I
3: got you. He was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He had a really smart friend who was really smart but also, like, studied all the time. Mm-hmm. He had a friend who was – not smart similar to him oh ron Ron, the most
3: relatable
4: relatable.
0: yes which was all the awesome characters who i loved like hermione and dumbledore and luna lovegood and Sirius black these are like my favorite characters fred and george it wasn't necessarily even like harry it was other people who were so cool hermione was one of the coolest like protagonists in, in any book that i read growing up loved her Love
1: Dumbledore. I think every girl I knew when Harry Potter was a thing wanted to be Hermione. Yes. My sister is a huge Harry Potter fan as well. And well, she's a big fantasy fan. And like, you know, Jeff, you know, my sister too. And massive into fantasy books. That's like her jam. But anyway, growing up, she did the whole Harry Potter thing. And like I could tell like she just loved Hermione. She'll if she listened to this, she'd probably be like, I did not, I was not that into Hermione bubble. I, I I'm probably wrong. But like I pretty sure deep down she wanted to be Hermione, and also every girl I ever talked to wanted to be Hermione.
0: Yeah.
1: Because she was like super smart and super cool and did magic.
0: Well, but also she wasn't that cool. Like Harry and Ron started off hating her. She was really bossy.
3: Oh, right. Yeah. She, she didn't was have- uh
0: a lot of other friends, but she was really smart, really smart, like took initiative, figured things out. She was the one who got shit done, saved Harry's butt a bunch. She was a very different kind of female in fantasy.
1: Yeah, she was, a, I guess, she was a pretty big powerhouse female role. Yeah. I, I don't really know what to say about powerhouse female roles up to the point of Harry Potter, but I can't think of very many books for kids specifically that had, like, a powerhouse like Hermione in it. And I respect that, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, Series of Unfortunate Events. Violet, she was a bit of a powerhouse. I'm trying to think of others. But, the, the, I mean, that was kind of new at the time, right?
0: It was. And it, it was certainly, it was new for books that had a male lead, I think.
1: Ah, even a better and, point, yeah.
0: And it's still pretty unusual. Like, I was thinking about you guys, your guys' hypotheses of why this might have been a bigger hit, than other like fantasy books. It had all of these really great female characters that made girls really like it. But like, you guys probably didn't read any of the other books that I did growing up that were mostly about female characters. Like, did you read any Tamora Pierce books? What are the Josh titles?
1: Can't say we yeah, did. Give me titles. I need titles. Yeah. Cause then wild, I can say my wild sixth magic, friend,
0: Wild Magic, Protector of the Small, Circle of Magic. Okay. Or like, nope. Reed,
2: Protector of the Small. That's, oh, that's a great, yeah. that's a great it, name
0: they were great but they were i mean they were they had female characters that were sort of like hermione but like no boys i knew read them because hmm. they weren't a boy they were about a girl and they also had like a decent shot of romance in them as their main sort of plot driving which none of the boys would have read
1: mm-hmm. they Can just talk about romance real quick in harry potter because this is a point that i think we made did we make this? It was in my head if we didn't make this point. I don't think yeah, so. Don't think the did. romance in Harry Potter made no sense to me. Why didn't Hermione and Harry get together? Weren't they supposed to be like <sighs> the dynamic duo? And then Ron was just the third wheel. Wasn't that the whole life? And then Ron and Hermione just suddenly slapped together. It felt like JK was just sitting in there. She's like, oh God, I, can't. I mean, it's too predictable. It's too predictable. And then she had to write in that, that who was it? R- Ron's sister? Like Harry had to go and like ha- like, oh, what's up? Little sister of Ron, did I did you see the scar? Hell yeah, that's how I felt about that storyline. I didn't like she it. He was going for a Game of Thrones moment. I, like I
2: wanted it this Game way? Of Thrones Oh, moment.
1: it's going that way. <laughs> <laughs> that's a plot twist. Oh
0: man, I, I do agree with that. Can you, the valid- can you Hermione validate that?
4: Feeling a little slapped together.
0: No, no, not at all. From the very beginning the foreshadowing was it was going to be Hermione and Ron and Harry and Ginny. And I didn't even, I didn't really want that by the end. Like I, I was old enough to sort of not want what JK was going for. But from the very beginning, she set up Harry and Ginny weirdly. And like Ginny is having this, you know, sort of young girl crush on Harry from the very beginning, and then like slowly maturing, and then finally, once Ginny is mature enough to like flirt actually, um, then I guess they're ready for romance. And then, like, Hermione and Ron having this sort of old married couple vibe from the very beginning, where Hermione's always trying to like wipe dirt off of his nose or be like, honestly, Ron, you know, don't you know, didn't you read this? And Ron's like, no, I didn't, which is very much the same dynamic as. His parents, Arthur Weasley and Molly Weasley. So I think the writing was really setting them up. I would argue not slapped together, but you are right that Harry and Hermione totally should have got together because they would have been such an awesome power couple. But you <laughs> That's have, what I'm
1: saying. I was looking look for, a for a power couple. Fiction.
0: Yeah, there's plenty. I'm sure of there's tons. Of that if you want. Oh sure. yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I I was on Tumblr for hot second college because it had pretty spicy memes and there's good stuff on Tumblr for a hot sec. It got really porny is how I describe it. <clears> <laughs> <laughs> a lot of porn got on Tumblr very quickly. <laughs> I didn't really appreciate that.
3: You know, not that the Harry on, Potter, not that,
1: wrong with it. matching. Yeah, but it's okay, this is what happened. It's something I was just, i was just be scrolling through my Tumblr feed. I'm like, yeah, I follow a bunch of car pages and stuff. Then boom, like rule 234, Harry Potter, Hermione porn. I was like, why? Why am I cursed on the internet to see this? I didn't follow this person. I don't want to see this. It's all over the place. It's like prevalent.
0: Harry Potter anyway. butting into every aspect of your life. So- I know he
1: he butts in anytime I'm trying to anytime I'm having a good time. It's just like Harry Potter shows up with his wand and and does like a <laughs> his uh, wand a buzzkiliosis on me, and it's just the worst.
0: <laughs> well, I think I think that that did help make the books a success though, because whatever you think about the romance. They didn't really start having romance in the books until book four.
1: But that was appropriate though, right? Because they were like
0: Of course yeah children, children, right?
1: You know, they don't know what's going on anywhere on their bodies, right? Right? I mean that's like part of the book is like you're like, oh I'm a confused teen. And then like, was there awkward flirting in the books? I never caught, I never got that far. So I just, so like, I just, that'd be like unreadable to me. There were, like, oh, 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 Harry. Oh, uh, hey, I'm Ron's sister. Okay, oh, touch your scar? Like, I, I would just, I would have to close the book. That's dear. what I'm imagining.
0: It wasn't that bad. Okay, good. Don't go. worry. If you decide at any point in your life, you know, to take a deep breath and like pick the books up again and, and just see, it, there won't be that
3: man what if I, this I sparks
1: would, andrew to read i'd be to open to challenging books? myself to read them oh Wait, you, sorry, should,
4: I you should do it man i was saying what if this challenged andrew to go and read the books
2: that would be i'd listen to a podcast if andrew reading each chapter and discussing it with us oh my god <laughs>
1: We could, it would be a great segment. Andrew discusses the chapter of Harry Potter he just read. Yeah, so,
2: so where are you in Harry Potter, Andrew?
1: <laughs> tell, tell, tell us what's going on. You oh, could audiobook Actually, it. Daniel
4: Radcliffe could read it to you if that's where we're at. Well, hold time. on, now. he's he's the he's, he does the audiobook, he's doing it right now, he's reading it chapter by chapter or something, right? Allie, am I getting this right?
0: They have a bunch of people who are involved with the Harry Potter universe, including Daniel Radcliffe reading through the first book for free online. So you can listen to all sorts of people. Um, the person who actually does the full audiobook, I think is Stephen Fry in, in the UK, and I'm not sure who hmm. in America.
3: But right now they
0: have like a special for COVID where they have all of these people reading chapter by chapter. And, and Harry does, or <laughs> I'm sorry, Daniel Radcliffe does a great job. <laughs>
1: He's awesome. So they they so they have do they have all the actors or is it just Daniel Radcliffe?
0: No, they have lo- they have people they have lots of different people. Some of the actors, some people who acted in the stage play of Harry Potter. Um, oh. yeah. They have people sort of associated with the universe. They have Eddie Redmayne, who is the um uh actor Newt Scamander and the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them movies. like it's not just
4: Does does Hagrid read?
0: Oh, if I had a favorite
3: character, it was that. Hagrid.
1: Oh, that would be great. Would Hagrid be great. was the cool janitor, yeah. and I love that the about cool him. Cool janitor. I, I I did like Hagrid. Because I, it's hard not to, right? It's just this yeah. big old goof. Yeah. BFG. Who gave you life lessons? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So yeah, there are some good characters, I guess. Yeah. I I, I this has actually made me like made, connected the dots for me of like why people like it because that was our big question: it was like why do people like this? I don't get it. And it's the relatability aspect I think was a disconnect because since I didn't relate to it, I was like, this is stupid. (laughs) But if you related to it, like immediately I could see the connection and like the, just the, it'd be like a, a snowball effect. I get that.
0: Yes. Okay. Well then my, my last point for why I love it, which I think might be in disagreement. It's certainly in disagreement with one of the things you guys said, which is that it's like written really poorly and it's really bad. It's not, it's written really well and it's really good. And I'll tell you why, a couple of things. Most fantasy gets super bogged down in world building. And I think- Oh, okay. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, that's your (laughs) statement. Yes, And, and I and other people who love fantasy love that. And I love like a really complicated magic system. I love a past like a world with a history and politics and ethnic groups that, you know, I don't understand and have never come to. And you're going to describe like whole new, whole new geographies and like different forest jungles, you know, that have weird plants and animals, mystical, magical properties, you know, different Kings and Queens. So cool. I love it. I will read pages and pages and pages of that. And most people will not. Mm. So in terms of broad likability, J.K. Rowling created a world that feels very like magical and exciting in that same way. But because it's basically our world, she had to do almost no world building. She was just like, it's our world. But there's also this like magical society that's been there the same time. So lots of the everything that like you sort of presume, you can presume that the audience and Harry and Harry is the like, he's the lens with which the books are written, right? throughout the book you don't know anything more or less than harry does and because he grew up in the same world as we did like you just take all the same things for granted so she dives right into the story very quickly Hmm. and then the things that you discover like the world building itself all of the cool new magical creatures and the history of hogwarts and the history of this big war that happened you like discover as you go along and there aren't these huge sort of exposition passages where she has to describe You know you don't have to read a history of magic the way hermione does hermione just summarizes all the important parts for harry as they come up so i think it makes the books move pretty fast and allows more room for like the characters um which is a really strong suit of the books and the the plot and like the different plot lines
4: so could we agree that the world building and the magic system were very very simplistic but it wasn't like an oversight on jk rowling's part it was just a let's move the plot forward not the not the systems in place
0: yeah she has a she has a soft magic system rather than a hard magic system she She doesn't explain everything and it's not supposed to all be really explainable the way like a brandon sanderson magic system is
3: mm -hmm.
1: it made it it makes it sound like jk knew her audience and was like they don't care about world building these motherfuckers just want to see Harry and that little ginger girl get on a date or something. I don't know. Like that's what, it, that's how I felt with the lack of world building, which is fine because it seems like she just, she knew her market. She knew that the world, like she's got this. She, you're right. It's, it's the real world. So I don't really, you guys, you're, you're living this, you know what it's like. So she didn't really have to like, she kind of got to shovel that aside to do like all the character stuff and just be like, Oh yeah. Oh, oh I, I'm running into a plot hole here. Oh, guess what? doesn't matter because I didn't explain the world to you. So that just exists for me. Sorry. Fan- like, sorry for all you literate uh, or like you ex like super fantasy fans who expect a hardcore explanation. I don't need one because I skipped that. And that's a little harsh and I'm being very harsh, but I think I, it sounds like she knew what she was doing. No,
0: well, I don't think she did know what she was doing. Like no one knew. I don't think anyone knew Harry Potter was going to be a huge success. It wasn't. And, you know,
1: I think that was one of our critiques too, is she clearly was firing from the hip after book one, because she was like, I didn't know I was going to get a book two. So But by book three, it was really popular, right?
0: Which was?
4: Harry Potter. I mean, during her writing it, it became very successful.
0: During, like you said, I, I big book, midnight book, book releases.
4: Four. Book four, OK.
0: Yeah, I'd say by the time book three was released, it was more obviously a, a success. OK. There was book one, book two, and book three, kind of in short succession, like nineteen ninety seven, and then maybe ninety seven again and ninety eight or something, Mm. Um, and then book four took like two years after that to come out. So at that point, and also was the longest. So she's like really setting up.
1: did she fill all the I, gaps,
2: though? I, I still wonder where the Mexican wizards are and the African witches. <laughs> and... Yeah, where where are these other wizards coming from? Where? Well, where's the Canadian where guys coming over with their accents? Yeah,
4: yeah why is it Lev only Yose- in the UK A. is it ever explained? I mean, you just said it's it's Harry Potter's point of view, but wouldn't you still expect, like, an army of wizards to show up and, like, help out at some point? Yeah. Why- they
1: ruthlessly hunting Voldemort I mean I would be like school's canceled <laughs> everything's canceled this is COVID-19 uh of Harry Potter we're I mean, we're gonna we're gonna a kill everyone who's even remotely associated and b we're just gonna take this threat down like why isn't there I can't believe there wasn't a freedom act or whatever <laughs> in, the act. In, in the Harry Potter universe Patriot act it's... they would call it the in a, wizard act an expanded
2: universe where this is just like a local conflict and there's like whole nations of wizards doing other stuff this is like a gang war on the side Mm. and written
1: wait but okay but does she ever at any point in the book does she ever explain like the geography or not not like specifically the geography but like is there like i don't get is is it just like a different dimension that just is like overlaying the world the wizard world or is it like inside the real world yes but i just i don't get the geography just throws me off i'm like where are these people coming from where are they coming from like how are they getting here where are they from
0: They're like what,
1: the what 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 a, what 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 train station do they go through
0: it's it's the it's the idea that it's the idea of magic being hidden like you you know like the entrance to diagon alley is this pub on a street in london but if you're a muggle you are susceptible to the magic that makes your eyes just slide right by and like not pay attention to it so you don't look twice at it you go about your day whereas the wizards go into it and then go on to like Diagon Alley, which is a whole street that is hidden, basically, from Muggle eyes. So they're there, but they're under the sort of don't look at me concealing spells. Not so, Not an alternate universe. I did okay. hear you guys say that, and I was like, no, no. 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 I, okay. I said
4: okay, so alternate dimension, it. because I was trying to, you know when Hermione's got her tent, and she goes into her tent, and it's a giant thing? It's kind of like a bag of holding. Yeah. Is that not yes. another dimension?
0: No. It's not. It's never explained, so I guess ah. but it's not it's not explained as another dimension. I think it's it's sort of like Doctor Who. Have you guys watched Doctor Who? Another no. British culture classic. I, <laughs> I guess what we're
1: trying to say is we don't trust British people in their writing the fantasy. <laughs> Wait, but can we go I, back
0: The British people have a whole show that's been on the air longer than any other T V show about a time traveler who who travels in a police box that is bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. So, so that's just an accepted concept. I have to believe in British culture.
4: And that thing could just be bigger on the inside.
1: If they just, they take it.
0: (laughs) So, so what (laughs) we can't believe then is that there
1: are indeed Canadian wizards.
0: I don't, I don't know if there's Canadian wizards. I know there's, see this is what I'm saying. It's so limited to England. It's yes, just... yes, it is. It's very
2: <laughs> interesting. Okay. Are there Chinese spells? Are there like other languages of yeah, spells? Yeah. How That's do a... people
0: with different
1: tongues speak the?
0: I don't or know. Is it all I in big Latin. J.K. Rowling to spend a long time like really exploring that question, but she. Hasn't. I got
1: but she didn't need to, I guess, and you know, I, again, it, fe- it felt like she was like, I, I know what I'm getting at here, yeah, and it's it nice to have the good old. Oh, I didn't explain that. Don't worry about it. It It's always there, you know, trick in her writing.
0: But in addition to doing that, she also very consistently sets things up so er early on and then comes back to them. So that like when Quirrell is revealed to have Voldemort in back of his head or when Sirius Black is revealed to be like a good person and Harry's grandfather, it all makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, you saw, you sort of saw, but didn't realize what they were, the clues early on. Even the horror crux. Oh my God. The seventh, such a beautiful reveal. The seventh book, everyone in the world is, well, except certain people, I guess, are reading Harry Potter and are like, so excited for the seventh book. <laughs> <laughs> and like, there were so many theories, like, what's it, what's the seventh book going to be? We know this is the last book. You know, we, we don't know but we don't have any idea like how Harry's going to defeat Voldemort. And there's all these theories. And what actually turns out this, this horror crux slash deadly hallows combination that she actually like merges are hinted in Easter eggs throughout all of the books. And yet no one could see it coming. It's great. It's so great. And then you go back and you reread them and you see things and you're like, Oh my God, it was there all along. I just missed it. Hmm. And that is really beautiful. And one of the reasons why I love rereading them so much, because I feel like I pick up new things every time. Unlike reality TV.
2: Have
3: you TV watched reality times? TV? Have you watched reality TV?
2: Like, have you watched Jersey Shore through like four times just to make sure there wasn't hidden messages you missed in the first <laughs> season?
1: My, my <laughs> girlfriend's actually rewatching a reality TV show she enjoys right now, and it's still enjoyable. So... Which one? Uh, uh, Vanderpump Rules. Never heard. Of yeah, that. lots it, of it, foreshadowing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I well, like you know, there's this one girl who's mean to another girl in like season five, and you're like, oh, I didn't expect her to be mean to her. They were such close friends, but you saw the demise of their relationship through the first five seasons. No, I'm joking. I have no clue what's going on. There. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, it's what I'm saying is like you know, I, I you know the repeat the repeatability of Harry Potter is definitely different than like you're totally right we're probably wrong to compare it we did backpedal that statement a little bit Mm -hmm. but it it it, it, we were trying to say is it is a form of easy entertainment it it it's not going to take a lot of your mental capacity you can use it to relax right this which is similar different. to why people watch reality TV. It's it's very simple to it's very simple to consume. It's it's enjoyable to a degree. Now on the same level, right? Because Harry Potter definitely has I would argue more beneficial themes than most reality television. It, it but
0: was, at the same, same time, it is a moralistic children's story at one right. point. Right. That yes. was its origin.
1: Yes. Yeah. I think I think we were relating it to the ability to consume it easily. Without complex thinking involved. And I'm not saying that you can't do that with many, many fantasy books. Uh like I that's the point of fantasy. is supposed to be an escape and an easy read. But I do think some fantasy books are more challenging, but Harry Potter wasn't designed to be challenging. Right? I mean, right. that's not the that's not that's not what J.K. Rowling was getting at. She's like, yeah. I want these 12 year olds to be hooked on this <laughs> shit for God, the God, rest of their <laughs> damn lives.
3: <laughs> and she <laughs> she did it
0: okay well so now you guys had questions so i want to hear your questions your pointed questions as it were
4: i think we laid a couple in there mine mine was mainly why was it the the eu only and i think we kind of got to that we kind of answered that it there it wasn't explained
0: further thought on that um i sort of see the the war with like within magical britain and the world as a little bit similar to, like, the recent past history of Britain, with, like, World War II and things, it feels very much like the person who wrote this book wrote it in a post-World War II Britain. Like, the idea that it's sort you're all on your own, no one else is coming to help you, um, has some historical context. Um, And even the sort of focus on London and the more populated areas, similar to actually what happened. Britain in the war so because britain felt very isolated they didn't get you know they, in world war ii france fell to germany they weren't able to help them america didn't come into the war until very very late the japanese were sort of fighting like on the on the american front a little bit not as much so it really felt like britain versus this big evil other power and no one else coming in to help
4: okay i get that it's a world war ii metaphor I i can buy into it
0: or healing based yeah. on that and, the, field.
4: and then we talked about the world building, which was one of my major complaints that there's just like you know, we compare it to fantasy of our day and there's just lots of cultures and magic has all this meaning and there's lots of going on and and that's alright as well. We I think we we well explained that. My my only other question is very 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 minor. We had confusion about the title of the first book. Do you know yeah. what happened there?
0: Yes, oh my god, you guys. It came out as Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone in England came out as harry potter and the sorcerer's stone in the u in the u.s publishers sometimes change titles from english from like the u.s and uk versions i don't really know why but they did in this case and then they kept all the rest of the book titles the same
4: what about the movies
0: the movies were american because hollywood Mm. and those that was harry potter and the sorcerer's stone so they went with the i assume broadest audience appeal
2: okay that's fair it's philosopher's stone in spanish i know they went with that one. <laughs> just saying, just putting it out there. Thanks,
0: I,
3: Hayden, <laughs> I think I get really
4: confused because I think I'm sure I'm sure you guys have read The Alchemist, and everything about The Alchemist is about the philosopher's stone, and I think that had me very confused.
2: Anyway, uh, Hayden, did you have a question?
0: Also, Hayden, My- did you read it in Spanish?
2: Yeah, well, it's a really good thing to read in Spanish because, oh, like, most people know it. And when you're learning a new language, you want to read a book you already know because books are fucking hard. <laughs>
0: I know. I did, too. I have the first three in Spanish.
2: Oh, nice. Oh, so good! so yeah, good. Yeah,
0: it's so good. It, it's kind of... They changed some of the names, though. Like, they changed the name of Hogwarts, which is a made-up word. So what? I don't know why they needed to change it. But That's it's crazy. really Odd good. choices. And good to learn a new language in. I completely agree. Okay, your questions.
2: Most of my questions were about foreign nationality wizards because I really like the idea of like South African wizards coming up, and you know, some some Australian wizards coming up yes. with their accents. <laughs> I, I was I so want, thinking about that. <laughs> I want the accent saying spells. That's basically what I want in the movies.
1: I I, I want I wanted a Australian wizard, you know, because like Australia was like supposed to be a prison island. For the uk i really wanted all the prison based <laughs> characters to be australian <laughs> you know just be like oh i reckon you're messing with the wrong wizard here that'd be so good to- i can't do an australian accent but i would have died if an old-timey
2: gangster wizards you know Yeah, <laughs> who dead,
1: i i reckon and uh all that stuff i would have been uh oh, i would have been thrilled they but, could no, have put no, Azkaban.
4: Azkaban could have been in Australia, and it could have been guarded by Australian Dementors. Oh, it could have been so. Oh my good. God,
1: Dementors and kangaroos. We're, this is a oh mess. <laughs> we're ready to write a fan fiction, boys. <laughs> you know, she didn't do the world building. We'll do it for her. She yeah, has- my only questions were about the world building too. Yeah. So that
2: oh, was I, the- I got another one though. Uh, oh, yeah. Have you read the 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 fan fiction theory that Neville Longbottom was the chosen one the whole time? Or heard about that.
0: I know in the books, it's proposed that either Neville or Harry could have been the chosen one and that it was a choice on Voldemort's part that chose Harry, but I don't know anything beyond that. I haven't found that corner of the internet.
2: I think it's one of the the fan theories that people want to be true because they, they found a way because um, I think it was the same bit. I can't remember the Harry Potter, why Harry was Harry as well but they had all the same parents killed by something and it all lined up. So Neville could have been the chosen one. And it would have been a really great reveal to have the Harry Potter series where Harry wasn't the chosen one the whole time, even <laughs> though everyone thought he was. And it's like, if you're going to hide the chosen one, isn't that the best way to do
1: it?
0: <laughs> oh Yeah. Well, Neville's so great. and He grows so much. Yeah. That was, ex- that was explored in the books. I think the, idea that um, Voldemort who was like to be who was I guess rising to power on the basis of all of these like rich pure blood wizards wanting to keep magical Britain rich and pure blood and to not like marry outside and not to accept these lesser um, muggle born wizards this like very elitist pure sort of again a World War Two callback um, ideology. And like, that's how Voldemort came to power was by rallying all of those people. But he himself was half muggle-born, I think. Yes, yeah. His father, Tom Riddle was a muggle and his mother was a witch. And he, hearing this prophecy, which could have referred to either Harry or Neville, decided that it referred to Harry, who was also, whose mother was a muggle-born. And so Mm -hmm. sort of like the, the idea of You know, creating your own downfall, seeing yourself, including all of your flaws in somebody else, the like two sides of a coin that are Harry and Voldemort was all sort of fleshed out in that um, choice that Voldemort made, which ultimately resulted in his defeat.
1: That's poetry. I wish
4: I could have done a before where I asked everybody like on a scale of one to ten where you're at with Harry Potter. But can we can we do a forethought and afterthought on, on where you guys think you're at before and after Ali uh, convincingly converted all of us into Harry Potter fans?
1: Wait, what's the I mean, what's the scales like one? Like I would burn a book just for funsies <laughs> or is in tens Like I, I literally make a like a, a I do a homage to J.K. Rowling's castle every year i mean let's, what is that the scale or let's,
4: let's make it simple let's say one is i would never read nor watch a harry potter thing again and 10 is i'm gonna go read all the books and have a marathon of it tomorrow
0: i'm i'm a 10 both before
4: <laughs> and nice all right it'd be funny if you were a nine now and a 10 earlier like we convinced you but i didn't see that happen. i was <laughs> hoping we, <laughs> we would draw it
3: yeah yeah it's like the, it's on the
2: opposite way we've dropped her her feelings down a little she's <laughs> andrew or yeah andrew where would you, where would
4: you say you're at i think you were the I biggest mean, clearly uh...
1: i was like a one or a two beforehand mm-hmm. uh i i i don't i don't know i i guess maybe like i i would be open to doing a reoccurring segment every week where i have to read a chapter out of harry potter and come and have feedback yes uh, so I, like I guess this. I guess I've moved from a two one to two to like a three or four because Woo! I'm more I'm open to I'm open to uh, with adult eyes like for, you know, again, for the sake of content, baby, uh, to to I guess I would I would try I, mm-hmm. I, I, I would I would do it for the podcast. I don't think I would go off and like go see the movies just for fun, though. Maybe I don't know.
0: That's if if like sad. I wouldn't,
1: I wouldn't turn it off the TV if it was on, and I was taped to the TV. I'll put it that way. All right, this is good. I'm
4: excited for the Andrew Gender and Harry Potter segment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the uh, CFO review of Harry Potter. Yes, I think I also, I, I also got mad at the economy in Harry Potter, but that's not the point. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, what about you guys? What about
2: you, Hayden? Let's see. I think I went from a four to a six. I, I thought it had some problems, but I still liked it for what it was. And now none of those problems are fixed, but Ali's made me like it more. <laughs> I, I,
4: it. I feel exactly the same. I I was about a four before. Like, if Harry Potter was on, I'd probably watch it. And, like, maybe I could see myself maybe at some point, like, reading a book again. Now I feel a little more open to it because I, I do like the relatability idea. But I still do th- think that in comparison to other fantasy books. I think I really like the world building and the magic building. I think I really enjoy those parts and Harry Potter doesn't hold as much of that. And so I'm less attracted to it. So maybe I went from like a maybe I went from a four to a five.
1: Yeah, I I think my appreciation for fans like has cooled off a little bit of being like, what what is wrong with you degenerates? To like, okay, I see why you connected so heavily, and that was the question. That was like at the end of our episode, we we're like, mm-hmm. someone's got to explain to us this whole thing, right? And we got that explanation. So thank you, Allie, for answering that question. It right. makes more sense now without that relatability factor. I see why Young Andrew was like, what the hell? What like, have you guys played Magic? I don't get this. Like. I, <laughs> so yeah all right I, I and as i said i mean i'm willing to for sweet sweet gratifying content i'm willing to try i would and see how long that lasts
0: for the podcast i would tune in every week
1: oh man wow
0: you'd get a consistent listen that
1: would
2: significantly boost our uh numbers <laughs> yeah i
0: mean it's like a it's like That'd
2: a 300% a boost, increase age.
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
4: Allie, we can get your friends, your Harry Potter friends, to listen to it. And you could be like, listen to me convince three men to love Harry Potter. It'll be great.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I do have more appreciation for it now. And I do want all the people we alienated who have continued to listen to realize that we're open-minded. And that it just takes you a guest and an email. People can email us. Right, boy? I mean, it's just tangentquestpodcast at gmail.com.
4: That's right. Email us your email us. Harry, Potter, Harry Potter feedback, your love for Allie. Maybe Alex should just run this podcast. What are we doing over here?
1: Yeah, your general distaste for the three of us, perhaps. No, no, uh... I
0: have Jeff's low baritone.
1: Oh, gosh. So, Not this yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear us talk about that? I did. Okay, great. I'm glad that that episode. <laughs> that was a good one.
2: Still, I think this is the impetus for a whole Ally podcast. You know, it's just the launching point.
0: Um, I'll let you know. If I do, it'll all be about Harry Potter in great detail and depth. So I hope you all tune in.
4: <laughs> Ellie, I bet there's a ton of Harry Potter podcasts out there. Like, I'm oh, betting yeah, there are yeah. at least that's 30. Right. Right. You have what? Okay. Oh, you have a rec? Oh Yeah,
0: you guys yeah. always are like, what podcast should I listen to? <laughs> oh, my God. my
4: God, Ellie, <laughs> our hero.
0: Yeah, that's right. Okay, so it's called Binge Mode. And uh-huh. it's... People, two, there's two people talking about things that they absolutely love, including they have a whole series on Game of Thrones, which you guys might be into. They also have a whole series on Harry Potter and just a single episode in which they say like the 10 things they like most about Harry Potter. So you could just dip your toe in if you want it and then dip back out again, whatever you want.
4: I think we owe it to right. you to, to do it and to do the Harry Potter one.
1: Yeah, we'll have to find an episode i'm sure there's a lot of good ones
4: that'll be interesting it'll <laughs> be something that none of us have ever listened to before or most of these have been someone's at least listened to a bunch of them
1: yeah that's true that's good it's expanding I'm, our horizons
0: i've listened to it i'm your guest there i'm making go. a recommendation
4: yeah no i'm in i'm interested
0: excellent it's good because wow. it's like the only podcast i listen to so
1: oh nice ah. <laughs> That's like how we've chosen all to. the podcasts so far. It's like, I only listened to three podcasts, so let's do those three. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Tangent Quest now, of
1: course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. I
0: you
1: don't want to toot our own horns, but I think we've, we've really grown today.
4: I think so, too. I agree. We've had a guest on. We overcame Ooh. technical issues. Allie, pretty much every week that we've hosted this podcast, we've recorded it through a different app. We've done uh, Discord. <laughs> we've done BattleNet. We've done Skype. We've done, I Google Hangouts. We every week now Google Meet. App. Google, yeah, now Google Meet. We're uh, we're testing them all out. Do you yeah, have any? you
0: can. You can do a whole episode reviewing the different video chat modalities yep. after this.
4: That might be our highest listening episode. Do you have any feedback <laughs> to give our to give our podcast? Please, we 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 shat on Harry Potter a little bit, so don't hold back.
0: Oh, no. Nope. It's great. I love the little uh, can opening at the at the beginning just to sort of get everything started, feeling chill.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: no, you guys are great. I would not recommend all talking in Jeff's voice. That <laughs> that's, know,
1: so, a, that's a harsh critique. I don't no, no, know no, if I... Yeah, I, I'm not sure I
2: could agree with that one. I it's think it would only improve mistake. the podcast.
0: <laughs> it gets a lot of good variety. So keep on keeping on
2: all Good. right
1: all right that's positive feedback boys we'll take it this will solid I, you know i i keep thinking like someday i hope we're on like you know itunes and spotify and stuff because right now we're not the little little, <laughs> little uh open in the open in the book of what's happening right now in our lives but we should probably tell people to rate and subscribe right that's 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 what got the that's what real podcasts do we're that's real podcasts our... email Rate us, at... us five stars if you rate us yeah. anything but five stars
2: don't no, I, I think we should go the other way. I think we should ask people to rate us one star.
1: <laughs> That's uh, I think it would
2: separate us from the pack. Everyone does five stars. Interesting.
1: That's, you know, you're really like, uh, pressing the envelope here, Hayden. This is. You think there are people who search by worst? It would be very <laughs> funny to be the top of worst.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's the top of something. We're still number one. Then it's it's more achievable than the highest rated. I'm saying.
4: It's an interesting Fair idea. Enough. I was going to say, this is the week. I'm going to put it up there. I'm going to throw it on iTunes. I'm going to throw it on Spotify. I've got to go through and add details to all of our tracks, but I'm, I'm going to do it. And then you could actually go leave us a review. Tell us, tell us what we should uh, listen to next.
2: I'm going to rate us one star.
1: <laughs> First review, one star. I'm a host of this show and I love it. For the sake of being a contrarian, though, I had to post one star. Listen to the episode where I talk about it, LOL. <laughs> that should be a review, Hayden. In that voice. In that voice. So we promised the listeners uh, quick questions this week. Clearly, this was a a much-needed guest episode. One but we will get to quick questions,
4: won't we? Yeah, we will get to quick questions. So bit, is that next week, then? A bit of a tangent Quick episode. questions? Uh, yeah, we can do it next week.
1: We could call this Tangent Episode 1, because I have a feeling there will be multiple <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a little
4: side episode yeah i'm uh, i'm very excited to talk about quick questions i was listening well i i said we should listen to episode nine but hayden was absolutely right the first three episodes
1: are so good okay i don't i don't want to i don't want to give a quick sneak peek into quick questions but i i i okay little pretext i was a little disappointed i'll get more into it next week though so maybe I, I said to myself, I got to give this show, I got to give this podcast more episodes because I there's got to be something here. Why do these guys like it so much? So I'll listen to the first three for next week.
4: And then you can listen to our friendship fall apart as we learn that Andrew doesn't like it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but for you with the, well, we, we have no conflict. We, we were talking about this with the Harry Potter thing. There's no conflict. We need a little conflict, don't we? This is we? good. This is we'll good. we slowly
2: I'm... dissolve to two hosts again. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the natural cycle. See, this is why I didn't want to be CFO. I knew I was going to get fired right away. <laughs> I think Hayden and I have some pure love for quick questions, so it'll
1: be a, it'll be a good argument. I'm well, that's why I like, all right, we'll talk about it next time and I'll yep. explain myself because I'm giving you no context because, you know, no free okay. content, baby. Just mm-hmm. It's all free, but, you know,
4: no free content until next <laughs> week. Ellie, do you want to plug yes. your, uh, your Instagram, your cat Instagram?
0: Oh. <laughs> oh, I have an adorable white cat named Hazel Grace Rose Parker, and she can be found under that name on instagram to see adorable pictures of a little white fluffy cat
1: please say that like again slowly so we can really nail that
0: yes at hazel grace rose parker
2: wow if i get things right, right. Middle names just like andrew <laughs>
0: yeah, i do <laughs> I have a lot
1: of middle names
4: <laughs> if i get All things right, that'll down. be in the show notes you'll you'll find it down there the only show note will be a link to the hazel's instagram i can I can tell you right now, it's really good. Her cat does (laughs) tricks. It's pretty
1: amazing. God, I hope my Twitch account makes it into the show notes someday. Oh, we'll think about it. I can't. I I can't believe a cat account just immediately (laughs) gets number one spot.
0: It's the. It's the internet. Cats rule the internet.
1: That's pretty true. I think your Twitch followers are
4: really our only listeners, so we should probably put it in there as well. (laughs) (laughs) Good idea. Yeah. All right. Until next time.
0: Thanks for having me, guys.